Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. You're back again. Well, thanks for coming back. And if you're new with us, thanks for giving us a shot. This pod is a bunch of flawed dudes getting real and pursuing truth. And this week, Bold Brian. Bold Brian is back. And he is back profoundly. He had a wake-up call. I mean, a literal wake-up call at 3 a.m. And a major download. So now you get to listen to it, share it, validate it, and or debate it. Here you go. One. All right, welcome back to Fry Dudes. Uh, wow, quarter two. <laughs> I, I, get, I encourage anyone that's listening out there where you, uh, you're looking to start your own group and just emulate what we do. What a recipe that does work is there is not a hard agenda, right? You guys agree with that? We've never really been, we have to do it A, B, C, one, two, three. We tune in. We, these guys, these bold guys have been sharing some really raw and real stuff from shootings to depression and uh, people have been affected by suicide and, um, or what it was from Corona and divorce. And I mean, there's just some really raw stuff going on. And as we talked about, or as I talked about last week, this is a broken planet. It just is. So how do we do it? And part of this group is we, we lift that up, we share it, we, we strive to, for truth, what works, what doesn't in life. And that is the beauty of this group. And I encourage you to do the same. It, it, it works wonderfully well. A lot of these guys have been relieved here because they got stuff off their chest. So most guys are not good at doing that. We love talking about sports and shallow and we're good. But truth, truth is, most of us are not good. Well, we're just not good, period, in certain ways. But you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, when we say we're good, something's usually going on underneath. It's just, are you bold enough to share it? So we've gotten there. Um, Bull Brian, you're back. Mm. You, you had, uh, you, uh, forgive me, it was episode three or five episodes ago, we talked about brain injuries and uh, talked about challenge. I mean, that, that has to be extremely frustrating. But I know you gave a lot of people hope that either have early onset dementia or Alzheimer's or concussions or CTE. Uh, this is talking about ways of the world. This is a very real issue. Uh, but I know you, you shared beautifully last time. You actually helped inspire and encourage a lot of people. And then something again happened. Yeah. Yes, you were, you, what, what, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I was, um, I was two weeks at home after <clears throat> shoulder surgery and you know you do a lot of sitting around I was doing a lot of reading in the Bible a lot of praying thanking for my surgeon that it went well and I was in my second week and I woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. wide awake and uh, the first thing I heard was Brian you need to write this stuff down and of course I said who's speaking, <laughs> and he said, it's me, your father. He said, you need to write this down. I go, well, what? And he called it, why to believe in God or why not? Hmm. And I said, well, 
okay, well, how do you want me to do it? And he said, well, don't worry about it. I'll give you the words. And um, so I turn on my little light in the bedroom because I'm sleeping in the chair. And I started writing and it just flowed. And um, part of it's about me and about, I've got tons of books of religious re reading from like C.S. Lewis, N.T. Wright, Bibles. Um, it drives my wife nuts because I keep buying books. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone's yelling at you too in the middle of the night, right? Yeah, that's, and that's then the about, five, about five o'clock in the morning, moment. she wakes up and says, turn off that damn light, it's keeping me awake. <laughs> and I go, it's so tiny you can't see it, you got the covers over your head, just go back to sleep, let me write, please. And um, so I started writing, and it started with my childhood that where I thought I was a Christian, and about the middle of my adult life, I, I went on a mission trip for the first time with my previous church. I went on 13 mission trips in a row. And the very first mission trip, every night we would get together and we would talk about what what it meant to each other. There's 350 kids and about 50 adults. And then we would hold hands and pray. And um, this was about the third night when I was hit by God. So much so that it knocked the wind out of me and tears started to flow down my face. And for an hour that kept going on and on. He was coming in and out, in and out. And he kept saying, um, um, you're okay. I'm gonna give you gifts when you're ready for them. Uh, I want you to believe in me. I want you to commit your life to me. When I tell you to do something, I want you to do it. And ever since then, I've lived my life that way. Mm. Where every time he speaks, I do. So at three o'clock in the morning, he wake, knock, knock, wakes me up, and he says, I want you to write about this. And it was really kind of came from, you know, more so as, as a mentoring, and I mentor high school kids, and you know, they have so many questions, you know, how do I believe, why do I believe, or why not, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And, um, or I hear a lot, I don't feel close to God. Right. But are they really pursuing a relationship? Right. Yeah, and I can already tell some listeners here are like, this is crazy town, but just trust me, this group around here, we've seen enough of this. It, it We don't dismiss it. And then once you read it, it's going to resonate with someone. Definitely. Yeah. So please go. Let's jump into it. And yeah. By the way, we're ten two for those that got work commitments and, and need to go. But we're going to go no tea here a little bit. Go sure. Ahead. And so two Bible verses immediately hit me. Second um, uh, Corinthians one eighteen a says, "As surely as God speaks the truth, is a promise to you." And then the the second Bible verse he brought to me. Uh, was from Hebrews, Hebrews 12.5. Have you forgotten encouraging words which God speaks to you as his children? My children, pay attention when the Lord corrects you. I'm going, oh, that just doesn't happen. I mean... Uh, that verse, that verse definitely happens, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we already had that session this morning, right? Yeah, 
and correction. What's going on? Exactly. Encouraging one another. It's exactly what we're doing. So by by committing myself, I asked the question. So I ask you why to believe in God, and He gave me all these things. He, he says, His joy has balanced your pain, His power has lifted your burden, His peace has calmed your worries, His grace has been more than adequate to cover you. His strength has been enough to carry you through. His love has bathed your wounds like healing balm. Um, and, and then... Um, That's beautiful, by the way. He just kept bringing these words, and, and so I just kept writing, and it says, God is the Father of us all. He knows and loves each of his children with a pure fatherly love, which is what we all believe in. In his eyes, we are all equal and we are all worthy of love and happiness, no matter what we're going through. Mm. God knows and understands each of us individually. He knows our strengths and weaknesses, our hopes and our fears. Our loving Heavenly Father is patient, compassionate, and understanding. No matter whom we are or what we've done, God wants us to reach out to him so that he can help us along the way. Jesus taught that God, our Heavenly Father, is there for us when we reach out to him. As we build a relationship with God, we can begin to use his power to help us with challenges in our lives. We can start the journey of knowing God by praying to him and reading his words. And so I wrote that down, and all of a sudden, two Beautiful. verses popped up. Bring it. First Thessalonians 2.13. And, you know, I've got Bibles, like, all over the place, all over me. <laughs> and, um, and there is another reason why he always gives thanks to God. When we brought you God's message, you heard it and accepted it, not as a message from human beings, but as God's message, which indeed it is, for God is at work in you who believe. Then 2 Thessalonians 1.4 says, That is why ourselves boast about you in the churches of God. We boast about the way you continue to endure and believe through the per persecutions and sufferings you are experiencing. Now part of this is what I've been going through. Mm -hmm. And I've been praying about for like years. And he finally just said, okay, three o'clock, here you go. I got the answer, you know, <laughs> right. And, well, and, pause and, that for a second. So we're talking about the youth where they haven't felt this connection yet. And then some of you, you're saying years. Yeah. It wasn't an instant download. No. Years. years. Now you've got this revelation. Right. Okay. Right. Just let, for those that have been a little frustrated or feel like you've been in a stuck in a rut or having quite had this aha moment. Just trust Brian. It took him years, years of prayer petition asking for certain wisdom kicked in. Please continue. And then the journey part of the part of this journey was I witnessed a miracle with my wife. Um, she woke up one morning and her lower left part of her lung wouldn't inflate. So through testing, and they go down through the bronchial, and they look at it, and they find this mass, and it's like rock solid. And the doc says, in a shortened version, that, okay, we have to take that quarter of your lung out. It's gotta go, because we we, I can't get a, a little piece, I can't tell if it's cancerous, 
And so we scheduled surgery for 30 days. It's the first time in my life where I prayed. I got down on my knees at work. I prayed every day, constantly. We told all of our friends and family, pray, pray, pray for a miracle. Please, please, please. And so we're the Friday night prior to the following Monday morning surgery. And my wife wakes up at two o'clock in the morning, grabs my arm, and she is like coughing, like she's coughing up a lung. If you've had a bad cold, it's like that. And she can't breathe and she's just, and this thing pops out. And she looks at me and she said, my lung inflated. And I said, there's no way. The doc said, there's no way that this thing can come out by itself. And she said, it's out. My, my lung's fine. So she said, I'm gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> well, I'm up for the rest of the night and she's sleeping. And she said, I'll call the doc on Monday. And she called the doc early that morning and they said, come in, we'll take another x-ray. And sure enough, it was gone. And, and she said to the doc, well, we've been praying about this for 30 days, many people, for this miracle, because I didn't want to have the surgery. The doctor said, I can't explain it. It was, it was intertwined within your bronchial tubes. There was no way that was coming out. Hmm. But it, it did. Pausing it for a second. Again, witnesses around this table. Some of you guys have definitely seen miracles. That's the only way to describe it, right? We got, go ahead and say yeah. That's what we're here. Okay. So again, I, 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 you know my heart with the skeptic. I just, I get where the skeptic is coming from, but we have too many. That's why we keep coming back. That's why we keep gathering and giving truth. The other thing that jumped out of me was I read a part in Kings, First Kings, and forget, someone will know it at the first year which king it was. But he didn't, he, he leaned on his physicians too much. I'm not saying you don't lean on physicians. I lean on physicians. But you brought it to God also. Oh, right. What we believe is God can heal. And God will heal. And God has healed. And sometimes the prayer is, okay, God, then which doctor? If you're not going to heal immediately, then help teach me through this journey, whatever I'm going through. In this case, it is an absolute miracle. Oh, yeah. This, this healing. And this king died because it said he leaned too much on... The, the world, the men versus, uh, you need to consult God as well, whatever you're going through. So let that lean on your hearts. Continue, please. So then a verse that, that I've learned, and, and it's like three prayers in one. It says, Matthew 7, 7, Ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will open for you. Mm. It's like, that's what I was doing when I was praying. And we could feel the prayers of of the people during this time. And then James says in, in, in five, um, are any among you in trouble, they should pray. Are any among you happy, they should sing praises. Are any among you sick, prayers made in faith will heal the sick. The Lord will restore them to health. And um, it made me think as I'm reading through all these books and I've got this stuff laid out and you know so I asked the question so why not believe in God well it never says in the Bible that we'll be hit by lightning and we believe 
Right. Never says in the Bible that you need an experience of a terrible medical thing to believe in God. Never says in the Bible that you need to read it a thousand times. If the Bible only says, have faith and trust in him by accepting Jesus dying on the cross for your sins as the sacrificial lamb, and you will have eternal life. The ultimate vaccination. Meaning that you've committed your soul to him to believe. So how, how do I fully believe? I believe mind, heart, and soul. That if they're all three connected, and I live that day like that, my mind, heart, and soul, and I trust in him that he'll be with me, my day will be fine. No matter what I go through, no matter what happens at work, no matter what family thing might happen, no matter what, I just like immediately just turn to God because he's there and I go, here Lord, I put it in your hands, help me through it. Um, How good is that? You love that. And then I got into a little bit of, I did a little soul searching and um, um, he brought up atheists. And it's always been on my heart. Keep yeah. Going. And he says, growing up in a faithless family in one study said 32% of the atheists said they grew up in a home with parents who didn't believe in God. 32%. I thought, oh, that's pretty high. Um, and that means two out of three did. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Slice half full. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. That is classical. <laughs> That's right. Check out this stat. <laughs> Stop believing in religious teachings. On the other hand, over sixty percent of atheists were raised in church-going homes, but at some point they lost their faith. How cutting is that? We were talking about this earlier. Sorry, just a quick interject again. It was like, are we doing this out of love? Do you think those kids felt loved? I, d I highly doubt it. If they, if they went that path, right? They saw probably hypocrisy. We're going through the motions, whatever it is. But that's that is a crazy stat. I, I, I honestly, there's so much to the point where I'm like, oh, I have to further research it. But it is really right. compelling. But you got this. This was part of your download. So please right. continue. I can't diminish that. And some other things I'm just going to highlight. But some other points were emotional challenges, desiring unity, wanting moral independence, issues about sex, um, politics. All these things that we are dealing with on a daily, daily basis. And um, um, Titus 2.10 pop, popped in, and in every way make the teaching about God, our Savior, attractive. That meaning, one hit me between the eyes, by the way. Meaning that God is our Father, and he's attractive to us to be his child. That's what that means, is that we're attractive to be his child. And if you're not a child of our father and calling him father, you're really not fully there yet. And then in First Peter it says, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord, always be prepared to answer everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. We've all probably been asked, why do you believe? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against 
your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Gentleness and respect. Right. So if somebody comes to you very abruptly and bluntly and says, you're a hypocrite, my answer is, we're all hypocrites. Amen. Whether you're a Christian or not, we're all hypocrites. Gentleness is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 so you come to them like that. And and so many, many other Bible verses. And I'm like opening the Bible and these verses just like pop. And and I didn't just go look for them. He just said, open the Bible and there that verse will be there. And you get um, that popping for you. And the and and one says, "Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone." Mm-hmm. Meaning that he's gonna put a little salt and pepper. He's gonna make it a little spicy. So it's so you're planting that seed. Is really what it is. And I must have about 30 C.S. Lewis books, only because of my son. He did his, uh, his seminary thesis was on C.S. Lewis. He loves them. And of course, every time he read the book, he'd say, Dad, read this. And so I've read just about every C.S. Lewis book around. But so, I'm, so I've got all my books, and I turn on the light on my phone because he said, I want you to find two things in a C.S. Lewis book. And it's in the middle of the dark. I mean, I'm almost falling and I'm, I'm pointing my light and all of a sudden my finger goes out and I'm looking at the books and then my finger hits this one book. And that's not me, I'm just looking at the books and they're all in chronological order. And, and that's just how I am with my books, I guess. And there's two quotes from C.S. Lewis about why we believe in God or why not. In the name, no, in the same way a Christian is not a person who never goes wrong, but a person is enabled to repent and pick themselves up and begin over again after each time they stumble. Because Christ's life is inside of us repairing us all the time, enabling us to repeat, in some degree, the kind of voluntary death which Christ himself carried out. Because we fall every day because we sin, but he picks us up every time. He's always there to pick us up. And then another one says, now the whole offer which Christianity makes is this, that we, we can, if we let God have his way, come to share in the life of Christ. If we do, we shall then be sharing a life which has begotten, not made, which always existed and always will exist. Christ is the Son of God. If we share in this kind of life, we also shall be sons of God. We shall love the Father as he does, and the Holy Ghost will arise in us. He came to this world and became a man in order to spread the other men and the life he has by what I call good infection. Mm 
Every Christian is to become a little Christ, a little disciple. That's what we're called. The whole purpose of becoming a Christian is simply nothing else. And C.S. Lewis is not, was never trained as a theologian. Right. All this stuff. He was a hardcore atheist. Exactly. All, all of his writings from God came from God. If there's any book I recommend is read the Screw Tape Letters. Yeah, that's an awesome book. We tackled that as a group. It's an amazing book. I had to read it twice because the first time it was like, huh? It's heavy. Yeah. It's very heavy. It's but true. then the second time you read it, it goes, oh yeah, that makes sense. Waiting for the NLT version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, I was told to bring this book today, which is interesting. How, how often do you see me bring this book here? It's the first time. It's a great book. For those that can't see it, it's Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. It's a great book. It is book. excellent, especially yeah. for a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, how good is this message? Mm-hmm. How timely is this message for us? When I said there's been a storm brewing, etc. It's like, well, I, I firmly believe that's a download, man. That is, <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. And uh, we will circulate a copy to everyone that's on the distribution list. And for those that would love a copy, um, yeah, you can email me at djtommyp413 at gmail.com. This, this message has got to go out, man. So oh, thank great. you. It's already multiplying out, but it's just that is an amazing, amazing story. And I appreciate you guys putting in some OT. And um, we're going to wrap it. But any one-minute challenge, but any closing comments on that? As, and sincerely, a couple minutes, on, we, we do need to wrap. It would be fun to kind of Bible study the, the message and in the way that, and I didn't know this for a long time, I had never tried it, but somebody walked me through a Bible study where when you hit a word that either everything hinges on or kind of is tough to get a bite out of, mm-hmm. look up the definition and then put, a, put the definition in there. Right. And so you had things like attractive, right? And attractive a lot of times, especially in the Christian realms, can be seen differently as negative or positive. But if you take it at its basic root, it's to attract people to. Uh, absolutely. So, like, I was, as you're reading it, I was putting that in there, I'm like, well, duh, that's the point. Right. Attract people to Christ. Right. <laughs> right. But, right yeah, on. there's a few other words that popped out like that. I'm like, oh, I want to I want to dig into that. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Well, Brian, again, very much. Thank you, God, for communicating to our brother, Brian, right, that can share this with all of us. Thanks for joining us this week. Whoa, bold Brian. <laughs> okay, skeptic, Brian is either crazy or that was absolutely a, a download from God. I'm betting on the latter, uh, as Rock and Rick astutely observed, is, uh, is what Brian's saying matching with what the Bible says? It's a fair question. And we need to do that with any speaker or writer, at least on the Christian side, because we do have an owner's manual that will guide us. And... And for that reason, I mean, think about it. We all know, we've all heard others that are doing devastating things and are saying hateful things uh, and, and, telling the, and telling us that God told them to do it. And yeah, a lot of damage has been done by what I call hypocrites and or other religions in the name of God, but they don't match God's instructions of what's in the owner's manual, otherwise known as the Bible. And that is our quality control marker. Case in point, if you own a car or truck, you have an owner's manual for it. It tells you everything that you need to do to take care of your vehicle properly. 
And if you were to tell me that God told you to put sand into your oil tank, I would say, no way. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way God told you to do that. The owner's manual does not say to put sand in your oil tank. So, you know, uh, for that reason, uh, or let's, let's look at the other side. It, what, what the owner's manual does say, it says it tells you exactly what kind of oil to use and then how often you should change the oil in that vehicle. And truth, the Bible has similar healthy instructions for your own life. And it's your choice. It's your choice whether to actually read and follow them. And on that note, uh, song time. Uh, this is an amazing live version of a song called Waymaker. Uh, Leland is, is singing this version. Uh, it's live. It's just it's amazing. It, um, it even brought tears to my eyes. So I think it fits in perfect in, uh, into the, today's message. And if you dig, please add, please add to your playlist and, and enjoy. Now go and share some light.
His name is above, his name is above depression. His name is above loneliness. Oh, his name is above disease. His name is above cancer. His name is above every other Jesus. 